Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 35 today, and we pray our way through four different topics. We'll be doing some worship, be in Psalm 25, we're doing a personal prayer and a prayer for our culture. But before we get to those, we're going to open with a prayer of worship. And this week, we've been focusing on the imminence of God. If something is imminent, its dictionary definition is existing or operating within or inherent. So the imminence of God refers to God's relationship to the world, that he actively operates within it. He sustains it as its effective cause and is continually present. We have two scriptures today for this. First is Jeremiah 23, verses 23 and 24. Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Can anyone hide in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? And Luke 12, 6. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? So let's open in prayer. Father, you are a God nearby and a God far away. No one can hide in any secret places where you cannot see us. We can always be found by you. You fill heaven and earth, and I honor you for that today. I worship you for that being part of your nature. And not only do you fill the earth, but you care so much about your creation. Not one sparrow is forgotten before God. And how much more valuable are we, his people, I honor you for that. I worship you for that today, Jesus. And I ask as we move into this time of prayer that you would direct my words, direct my thoughts, help guide this time so that it turns out the way you want it to, that everything we do is honoring to you, that we glorify your name. And I ask specifically that you keep my throat in check and that you help me articulate what you want me to say. In Jesus' name, amen. In the Psalms today, we're in Psalm 25. We finish out Psalm 25 today. It's the second half. It's an individual lament. And the very last line is a corporate statement. Now, that's unusual for an individual lament. An individual lament is one man crying out to God for his situation. But a corporate lament is when a congregation cries out to God for their benefit, for their trouble that they are in. The last line may have been added later after the original was written, and that's supported by the fact that verses 1 through 21 are an acrostic poem, so each starts with a consecutive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Obviously, we don't notice it in English because it doesn't translate, but the very last verse breaks that pattern, and it adds a duplicate letter. It has nothing to do with the acrostic nature of the poem before it, so that's why it's thought that potentially that could have been added later. This is a model for people who are suffering. It includes an acknowledgement of personal sin. We will see that very clearly in today's verses. And it was written by David. I'm going to read, pray, read, pray through this one. Who is this person who fears the Lord? He will show him the way he should choose. He will live a good life and his descendants will inherit the land. The secret counsel of the Lord is for those who fear him. And he reveals his covenant to them. My eyes are always on the Lord for he will pull my feet out of the net. Lord, I want to be a person who fears you, who fears you in an honest recognition of who you are versus who I am and give you the honor and respect and the awe and the reverence that you deserve. Your people who fear you will live a good life. Their descendants will inherit the land. 
Your secret counsel is for those who fear you, and you reveal your covenant to them. Lord, I want to be in that camp, in that group. I want to be one who fears the Lord, so grow that in me. You will pull our feet out of any traps that we fall in if we do so. Turn to me, be gracious to me, for I am alone and afflicted. The distresses of my heart increase. Bring me out of my sufferings. Consider my affliction and trouble and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies. They are numerous and they hate me violently. Guard me and rescue me. Do not let me be disgraced, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and what is right watch over me, for I wait for you. God, redeem Israel from all its distresses. Lord, turn to me also. Be gracious to me. We can feel very alone in this time that we are in, in this crazy culture uh, that we are living in. We can feel afflicted and the distresses of our heart increase. We're anxious, we're tired, we're worried, we're scared, we're all the things, all the anxieties will come. Bring us out of our sufferings. Consider our afflictions and our trouble and forgive our sins. Consider our enemies. Guard us. Rescue us. Do not let us be disgraced. For we choose to take refuge in you. So may integrity and what is right watch over me, for I will wait for you. Amen. We have been praying all week for submitted hearts. And those are not easy prayers to pray. They are not easy prayers to have answered all the time. But that's where we are this week. And actually, the next two sections are about this. Today, when I woke up, that was not my intent, but apparently it was my intent last week. I just didn't realize it. We're going to be in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23 to start. It says, And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Lord, all things are in subjection under your feet, Jesus. Father, you have given Jesus as the head over all things to the church, to your body. And I pray that we as a church member, as a body of believers, that we would recognize that and submit our hearts personally and corporately as a body to the head, to Jesus. Colossians 1.18 says, He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Lord, that last line is what I want to pray. I want you to have first place in everything. Everything in my life, we sometimes hold stuff back. We separate off portions of our life and say, you can have this part, God, but not this part. This part is too hurtful or too scary or too close to me or I need control of it or I don't want to leave that behind. But all the parts of our life are put under you. You are the head of the body, the church, the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and you will come to have first place in everything, not only in our hearts, but in our nation, in our culture, in our world, in the realm of nations, you will come to have first place. Okay, so this is funny. I was going to say this, but this is the next verse, Matthew 6, 9 through 10. I pray that then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray that as you say you will come to have first place in everything, that that will be done on earth as it will be done later in heaven. I pray that your kingdom will come, your will will be done, and that my heart would be a servant heart 
in subjection to your will, to your kingdom, to your plans for my life and for the lives I touch around me. In Jesus' name, amen. We've been praying all week for politics, right? For our government and for politics. This is not the direction that I thought we were going today, but I do these a week ahead, and apparently this is where I landed last week. This is Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Isn't that true? When they are groaning, it's no advantage to us. We want them serving with joy. I'm going to read both of these and then we'll pray. 1 Peter 2.13 is similar. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme. And then it goes on, but that was the important part for today. There's actually a third one. Romans 13.1, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Let's pray. Father, our governments are put in place and allowed to continue at your leisure, at your will. You control the outcomes. And I pray, Father, that as we move forward in this election— As we move forward under the leadership that we currently are, I pray that our hearts would be submitted, that they would be subject for the Lord's sake, for your sake, to every human institution. I pray that we would be, yeah, subject to the governing authorities. And I think what I was thinking of last week when I put these verses in here was that once the election is over and we have a response to the election whether the candidate that we were for wins or loses, remind us that they serve at your discretion and remind us that we are to be subject to their leadership. Lord, as that happens, I pray that those in power would remember that they eventually give an account to you for how they led our country, for how they led your people, for how they handled their leadership. I pray that that would weigh heavy on them, that they would recognize that they are subject to a higher authority. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for praying with me today. I do this every weekday, so I will be back on Monday with another episode, and I would love to have you join me. If you're watching this broadcast and you found it helpful, share it with a friend who you think would enjoy praying with us. If you are a podcast listener, it significantly helps us if you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so that the algorithm will show it to more people who would be interested in joining us in prayer. My heart is, as we pray scripture together, that we would all grow in our prayer lives. You would grow and I would grow. Pray that God speaks to you in your situation through this prayer as he does speak to me in my situation. Pray that God will use this time and answer these prayers in mighty ways. But most of all, Most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper in love with a God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.